This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Lamentations chapter 3 is where we are this morning. And I want to be honest with you guys, I am not a morning person. How many are morning people? Praise the Lord. All right. How many of you are night owls? Okay, all right. How many of you say, I'm dead in the morning, I'm dead at night, I got about two hours in the afternoon where I'm alive? Okay, all right, there you go. Okay, good stuff. I'm that kind of person that maybe I need a cup or two of coffee before I should be around people, okay? Maybe you know someone on your road that's like that. Yeah, you, had, you didn't get your cup of coffee this morning, I can tell, I don't know. But uh, the, the message this morning is entitled, New Every Morning. Uh, there's a truth that we find in God's Word that God's mercies, as we're going to see, are new every morning. There's a poem someone wrote many years ago. Yea, new every morning, though we may awake, our hearts with old sorrow beginning to ache, with old work unfinished when night stayed our hand, with new duties waiting, unknown and unplanned, with old cares still pressing to fret and to vex, with new problems rising, our minds to perplex, in ways long familiar and paths yet untrod, oh, new every morning. The mercies of God. Lamentations chapter 3. Look if you would. Verse number 19. Actually verse number 18. And I said my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering mine affliction and my misery. The wormwood and the gall. We start off really on a positive note this morning. <laughs> Jeremiah he's just telling you about real life. He's saying, you know what, uh, you know, sometimes people are like, hey, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing great, liar. <laughs> Jeremiah doesn't say that in this chapter. He says, oh, I'm remembering some of the struggles in life, some of the trials. You going through a trial right now? Is there something on your heart, something that uh, is weighing you down, weighing your spirit? This morning's we're at church today. I hope that we'll find encouragement and strength in the Word of God. Jeremiah is just being really real with us. He says, I'm remembering all these different things, mine affliction and my misery. Look if you were at verse number 20. My soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. A lot of uh, uh, people today are looking for their rights. Oh, this is my right. Oh, this is, this is what I deserve. This is, this is what you know, uh, should belong to me, should be in my life. But here, uh, Jeremiah looks and he says, you know what? When I remember what I'm going through, when I remember who I am, I'm humbled. It humble, it's humbling to me. It's humbling when we come before the Lord, we realize how insufficient and how weak and how finite we are. But we realize how great, how sufficient, how amazing, almighty He is. Let's go to the next verse. He says this, This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. There's a decision that must be made today. I cannot make it for you. You cannot make it for me. This I recall to my mind. I'm going to make this decision in my heart. It's going to be in the next passage right there. And he says, therefore have I, what's the next word, church? Hope. The world is searching for hope. They're searching for it in a political candidate. Or they're searching for it in social media. They're searching for it in some uh, endeavor. But there's only one place that we can find true hope. And that is in God. And the Word of God. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, for this reason, 
I have hope. And let's look at it. Verse number 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. It's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. You probably heard uh, this person on the radio whatnot, but someone would ask, hey, how are you doing? And someone would say, well, I'm better than I deserve. I, I try to use that on occasion. I want to meet it in honesty you know, when I talk to people. And I'd say, you know, oh, I'm better than I deserve. And I remember um, pastor just got back from a trip to uh, Greece and, and Turkey and, and see some of the sites that Paul saw. Um, I got to go on a trip with the college. We went to uh, Israel and be at different locations. My goodness, uh, it was amazing. Can I encourage you, if at all possible, pray and save and take a trip to Israel. It will change your life. It will add a depth to your Bible reading that was not there before. And I'm just telling you, some people say, you know, whereas before I saw the Bible in black and white, now I see it in color. It's just uh, so interesting to actually some, see some of the sights uh, that are mentioned in God's Word. But I remember at one specific hotel, uh, there was a chef there, and he asked me, he said, hey, how you doing? And I said, oh, I'm better than I deserve. And he said, no, 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 don't say that. He said, oh, that's not, that's not good. And I said, well, you don't know how true that is, that I'm doing so much better than I deserve. And he said, well, maybe, okay, yeah, but you shouldn't say that. And uh, it's a wasting opportunity sometimes. We are truly doing so much better than we deserve. Why? Because if I got what I deserved, I would have split hell wide open many years ago. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. What is the mercy of God? It's God withholding the punishment that we so greatly deserve. The Bible talks again and again about God's mercy. In Psalm 59, verse 16, I will sing aloud of thy mercy. Heard some of that this morning. Psalm 13, verse 5, I have trusted in thy mercy. He calls him the God of thy mercy, of my mercy. Psalm 23, verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Psalm 103, verse 17 says, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Because God has inhabited eternity past and he will inhabit eternity future, his mercy is the same. His, God's mercy is not based upon you or your circumstance. It's based upon God and His character. And because God has always been and will always be, His mercy is the same. So whatever you're going through, God's mercy is available. It's of His mercies that we are not consumed. And then Jeremiah says, because His compassions fail not. God's compassions fail not. You know, I think about uh, that word compassion, right? It reminds me of the word comfort. We think about the comforts in our life. We think about the comforts of uh, AC. How many are thankful for AC? Praise the Lord. Amen. Yep. Uh, by the way, we stayed over at the Andreessen's, uh, three of the guys, and they, they were just so wonderful. They, you really treated us like kings. Uh, it, it was a blessing. The AC worked great and all that. But I can tell you of an instance in my life in which the AC went out. And it wasn't in the house, per se. It was in my car. I, uh, my first car was a Honda Civic. Seems like everybody's first car is a Honda Civic. I don't know. Anyway, my first car was a 2005. So I got an amen on that. All right. 2005 Honda Civic EX. And I remember one time, I'm at, I'm at Bible college. And you know the classic, prototypical 
Bible college guy's car, right? You know, it barely gets him from point A to point B. It's held together by a bungee cord and some duct tape. And uh, anyway, my car kind of fit into that category. I remember one time the AC went out and I was like, oh no. So uh, I went to the expert, you know, one of my college buddies uh, who, uh, who <laughs> knew some things about cars. And I'm not sure exactly how this unfolded, but basically I got someone to look at it or to, you know, take a peek. And they said, oh man, you're going to have to get the whole AC unit replaced. And I'm thinking the whole AC unit replaced. My brother has a Honda CRV and it cost him $1,300 to replace that whole unit. And I'm like, $1,300? That's a lot of Chick-fil-A sandwiches right there. <laughs> you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to save money, live better. I'm going to roll the windows down, get natural AC, and uh, I'll make it that way. So that's what I did for month after month after month. And I suffered, my friends suffered, my family suffered, everybody is suffering with me in my Honda Civic. Actually, I would warn people, hey, we can take my car, but just so you know, it's natural air conditioning. They're like, what does that mean? I'll, you'll find out. <laughs> anyway, uh, I remember we went through that trial of affliction and misery like Jeremiah's talking about, and... I finally went to a church in Athens, Georgia, and the pastor was like, hey, tell me about what's going on. And he, we talked about my car for a little bit, and he's like, he's like, what's going on? The AC's out? He's like, oh, okay. He's like, hey, I know a guy who could look at it for you. He's really good. Why don't you just let him take a look at it? I was like, all right, fine. If, if he wants to, okay. Maybe he's got a discount. I'm not sure. Anyway, he looked at it. The next, then I get a call. He's like, yep, it's all fixed, all ready to go. I was like, you expect me to pay $1,300 and you didn't ask me? To? He's like, no, no, I didn't replace anything. All I had to do was recharge it. <laughs> what was the cost? $50. I could have worked today at Chick-fil-A and paid for that rather than go through five months of suffering. Oh, my goodness. It was horrible. Being without the comfort of an AC in that car, and then I had to apologize to my friends, my family. I'm sorry, guys. We think about the comforts in our life. Oh, my goodness, when the AC goes out, that's bad. When the dishwasher goes out, oh, my goodness. God forbid we have to wash our own dishes. <laughs> then what's worse than that is when the Wi-Fi goes out. Oh, no, all right. Call, call the preacher, call the police. I mean, that is, that's the worst right there when the Wi-Fi goes out. You know, the different comforts in our life, they can fail us. They can break down. They can stop working. But a truth that we can take from God's Word is that His compassions fail not. Why, why would you mention that, Brother Thomas? Because I know that I go through life and sometimes I get in a pickle or I get in a situation and I fail my Lord again and again. And I think, maybe God doesn't love me anymore. But His compassions fail not. God is love. It's who He is. He will never stop loving you. His compassions fail not. Take that as some encouragement this morning. It's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because His compassions fail not. And then it says, They are new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. You see, one of the reasons that drove me to this passage originally, why would you emphasize God's mercy, Thomas? 
I'd say this. Number one, because of the problem of pride. Too often in my Christian life, I'm, I'm going about and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm, I'm taking Bible college classes. I, I'm reading my Bible. I'm going to church. I can do this. I got this taken care of. And when I'm lifted up in pride, what does the Bible say? God resisteth the proud, but He giveth grace to the humble. So if we're living our life today in pride, thinking that we got everything covered, or we're better than so-and-so, or, oh my goodness, God must be so thankful He has me because, I mean, look at them and all that they're not doing for the Lord. If that's what's flooding our minds, then we're, we're lifted up in pride, and that's a problem. We need to remember that God's mercy is what we need. But also this, the danger of discouragement. I've, also, I've already touched on this a little bit, but the devil, if he can't get you with that problem of pride, he'll try to ensnare you with that dangerous discouragement. You know, he'll try to make you think, Oh my goodness, you're so awful. God can never use you. How many times have you failed the Lord? Don't even try to witness to that person. I mean, goodness. Don't you just remember what you just did last week? Don't you remember how many times you failed God? Don't be that testimony. Don't stand up for truth. Don't, don't try to be a witness at work or at school or on the team. He'll try to ensnare you in that dangerous discouragement right there. What we need to remember is that through God's mercy, we can live the Christian life. We can be victorious. And we can, we can accept the grace and the mercy of God and ask for His strength day by day. Come thou fount of every blessing to my heart to sing thy praise. Help me be the vessel that I need to be today. Why? Because God's mercy is available. It's new every morning. One person said this, Your worst days are never so bad that you're beyond the reach of God's grace. And your best days are never so good that you're beyond the need of God's grace. It says they are new every morning. I may not be a morning person. I don't know about you. Uh, sometimes in the morning, I wanna, when I wake up and, and I hear that alarm clock go off, I don't want to hit the stop button. I don't want to hit the snooze button. I want to pick it up and chuck it out the window. You're like, no, I want a few more minutes of sleep. But instead of waking up and thinking, oh, another day, how about we change our mind, change our thinking, change our life and say, you know what? Wow, God's mercy is new today. God's mercy is available. And God's mercy is there. God's love, His grace. God, would you give me the strength and the grace that I need today to live the life you want me to? To help me go through, tell me, uh, work these things out. God, would you give me the grace to make the plans that I ought to make in my life today? Instead of in the morning thinking, oh my goodness, another, another day, think God's mercies are new for me today. Verse 24 says, the Lord is my portion. He's all I need. Can we truly say that? The Lord is my portion saith my soul, therefore will I hope in Him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him. To the soul that seeketh Him, it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. I don't know what it is that you're going through in your life right now, but I can tell you this, that God has a plan for you. God has a perfect and a personal plan for your life. The very fact that you're sitting here today listening to this message and breathing air means that God isn't finished with you yet. And God's mercy is available for you no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through. If there's something that you need to get right with God, get it right today. 
Don't put it off to tomorrow. The Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Get right with God today. Be encouraged through His Word that His mercy is available for you today. Don't get lifted up in pride or don't be downtrodden in discouragement. I'll end with this thought. One person uh, gave a testimony of Annie Johnson Flint. She's one of the greatest hymn writers. If you read her biography, it's called The Making of the Beautiful. She was born as Annie Johnson and shortly thereafter was orphaned, raised by the Flint family, so she's known today as Annie Johnson Flint. She suffered a lot in her life. She had rheumatoid arthritis till she was all twisted up in bed for many, many decades. She had cancer inside of her. She was incontinent and lived on diapers and blindness even started to overtake her. It was said that from head to toe, there were so many boils and marks on her body from lying in bed that she needed eight pillows just to cushion her from the pain. And she wrote this, He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, He addeth His mercy to multiplied trials, His multiplied peace. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving has only begun. His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundaries known unto man. For out of His infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth and giveth again. And to that I say, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father, I thank you for the opportunity to open your word today. And I pray that you would encourage those hearts that need that comfort from you. I pray, Lord, that if there's anyone that's resisting you today, that you break through the wall of their heart. The Bible says the Word of God is, is, is like a fire. And it's like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. And I pray that you'd melt the cold heart, that you'd break the stony heart. And I pray that you'd get through. And Lord, would your will be done today in hearts. Would you change us? Would we not leave here the same as when we walked in? I pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.